that was an embarrassing show on Wednesday for CNN. And it seems like CNN knows it. Nancy Pelosi is proving that her January 6th commission is anything but nonpartisan. And we get a surprise, but don't expect a lot of celebration over it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, uh, Joe Biden held a town hall on Wednesday with CNN's Don Lemon. Um, it went very, very, very badly. It went so badly, I couldn't even find the town hall on CNN's YouTube site, though I did find a couple of the others he had held. It went so badly that when the cameras panned the auditorium, the auditorium was about a quarter filled. It went so badly that Fox News and MSNBC beat out CNN on the ratings. Now, how bad can that be if people know the president is actually talking on CNN and um, CNN just still loses in the ratings? The president of the United States is talking for a half hour. And it didn't work out for CNN. And they're so embarrassed by it that they didn't post it on their YouTube site. That's embarrassing. And I'll go a step further. Uh, Joe didn't have a teleprompter that I could see. I think he probably did. Um, the problem is, you knew this was going to be a problem if he didn't have a teleprompter. And uh, he's much worse without one. He's really bad with one. But we did learn some things. So old Joe was still thinks that uh, the voting laws the Republicans support are the new Jim Crow, and I put that in air quotes. But um, he would not support an elimination of the filibuster. This is what he said. The abuse of the filibuster is pretty overwhelming. I would go back to what uh, that I would go back to that where you have to maintain the floor. You have to stand there and talk and hold the floor. I, I actually don't mind this too much. Uh, in the old days, if someone filibustered, not the party filibustered, a person would go up to the Senate and would just start talking for hours upon hours upon hours until there was a vote to end the filibuster, which would require 60 votes. And then... If they couldn't get the 60 votes, the filibuster would just end. Uh, by the way, the longest filibuster, here's a little FYI, the longest filibuster was 24 hours, 18 minutes by Storm Thurmond. Uh, he's a Democrat. He turned Republican about 10 years later. Um, and what did he protest? What was he filibustering? The Civil Rights Act of 1957. That's right. That's a Democrat who didn't want to give the right to vote to blacks the answer does not go a long way with the doesn't go along with the leftist lines though and don lemon who is black and you would think he would know a little bit of history about the filibuster before he talks and gay because i don't know he's got to be a victim somewhere decided to ease old joe right back into the democratic narrative he asked him quote if you hold the floor for a day or a year what difference does that make 
Why is protecting the filibuster? Is that more important than protecting voting rights, especially for people who fought and died for that? You mean like Storm Thurmond, who filibustered to end voting rights for blacks? Hey, whatever. Finally, after back and forth, old Joe just didn't cooperate. And then Lemon went straight to the race card, which shouldn't be a shock. Quote, if a relic of Jim Crow, if it's a relic of Jim Crow, it's been used to fight against civil rights legislation historically, why protect it? And then old Joe responded, quote, there's no reason to protect it other than you're going to throw the entire Congress into chaos and nothing will get done. Nothing at all will get done. Now, I don't know about that. I, I The left, but here's the thing. I think Joe Biden, as you know, senile as he is, I think he knows the left is very short-sighted when it comes to dealing with the filibuster. The reality is the filibuster does give minority rights. If it's eliminated, sure, Biden's going to get everything done that he wants to get done, but it will be partisan. And stuff could get really ugly for the future when the Republicans take control of the Congress and they decide to implement laws. That And that's probably going to happen in a year and four months. And then they don't have to worry about the filibuster. So I think Joe, I think Joe pretty much has it right down. He knows what's going on. The other thing that was kind of surprising is that Joe, Joe Biden decided to say that we need to get rid of guns. This is nothing new. But he means literally guns. He means handguns. He means assault, or quote, assault rifles, end quote. But, I mean, it just used to be assault rifles. Now he wants to go over handguns. By the way, do you remember during the campaign, he almost got into a fight with an oil worker or a construction worker or whatever, because that construction worker said, you want to take away my guns? And Biden said, no, I just want to take away your assault rifles that hold 150 rounds, which... I don't know. So let's listen to old Joe talk about guns. Well, actually crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle, is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things, but I'm not likely to get that done in the near term. So here's what I've done. The people who in fact are using those weapons are acquiring them illegally. Illegally. And so what happens is I've gotten ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I have them increase their budget and increase their capacity, along with the Justice Department, to go after the gun shops that are not abiding by the law of doing background checks. For real, that's number one. Crime is down? Really? But gun violence is up? Um, here's the thing. <laughs> There's so many wrongs with so many things wrong with what he said. First off, guns don't commit crimes. People do. Guns are inanimate. They don't move. 
I could stick a gun outside right now, and that gun is not going to kill anybody. It's going to sit there. I can stick it on my counter. Don't stick it outside. It'll get stolen. But if I stick it on my counter, I guarantee you, that gun is going to sit there, and it's not going to kill anybody. It's people that commit crimes. And what trips me out is he sits there and says gun crime, crime is down? You know something? If you stop arresting people and you stop prosecuting people, uh, you could naturally stay statistically crime is down because you're not arresting anyone. You're not considering shoplifting a crime. This is what Gavin Newsom tried to pull the other day where he said, oh, crime is down in California. Yeah, no, it's not. You're not arresting anyone. So statistically, it's down because something that would have been a crime six months ago is no longer considered a crime today. And notice he says guns are gotten illegally. Um, yeah, they were are gotten illegally. By who? Criminals. But he does focus on the fact that he's going to go after gun stores and gun dealers. Well, the reality is most illegal guns are not gotten from gun legal gun dealers. They're actually gotten from either smugglers from other states or cities or countries, or they're gotten from being stolen. They were stolen. So that's just a kind of a, a load of crap. And this is something that really annoys the crap out of me because it's such a lie. Biden did have an assault weapons ban. And basically it was AR-15. It was an AR-15 ban because there's no such thing as an assault weapon. Any weapon's an assault weapon. A knife is an assault weapon if you use it right. Okay? Or you use it to attack somebody. It's considered an assault weapon. Um, here's the thing. His ban lasted for 10 years, and it didn't get approved for another 10 years. Do you know why it didn't get approved for another 10 years? Statistically, it did nothing. It did absolutely nothing. It didn't stop shootings. It didn't stop crime. He keeps touting this assault weapons ban that he did. I think it was in 2003. I, I'm not sure when it was, but he keeps, no, it was in the 90s. But he keeps screaming about this assault weapons ban, and it didn't do anything. So, I, I, but this comes, this is another thing it comes down to. Um, Joe Biden said it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. He doesn't think there's any reason for someone to be able to shoot 200 rounds from a gun. That nobody, Joe Biden thinks nobody needs a gun with 100 rounds. You know something? No one asked Joe Biden. It's not his call. It's our call. If I want a weapon that shoots 120 rounds, I'll buy a weapon that shoots 120 rounds. We've got an amendment for that. The right to own and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's in the Constitution. It doesn't say the right to bear arms that hold under 100 rounds shall not be infringed. This is what drives me cra crazy about the Supreme Court. It's like, guys, frick, read it. I also find it amazing that this is a guy who wants to defund the police, even though he's saying, no, no, I never said that. And he did. We've got the tape. He doesn't want to prosecute criminals. And he has armed security. And he's telling us how we should be protecting ourselves. This guy doesn't have a... He lives in the White House. 
He lives in a place where there are snipers and anti-aircraft missiles on the roof. And he's telling us, you don't need that gun to protect yourself. I remember a time, I remember it again. I remember when Joe Biden was talking to that construction worker and he sat there and said, I will not take your guns, but you don't need a gun that, you don't need an AR-15 that shoots, yes, he said that. You don't need an AR-15 that shoots 100 rounds. And now he's talking about handguns. He's a freaking liar. Who's kidding who? And then jobs. Joe Biden's was asked by a restaurant owner about the inability, about his inability to hire people. Old Joe's answer is not likely to be embraced by small business owners. Listen to this. Uh, we employ hundreds of hardworking team members throughout the state of Ohio and across the country, and we're looking to hire more every day as we try to restart our restaurant business. The entire industry, amongst other industries, continue to struggle to find employees. How do you and the Biden administration plan to incentivize those that haven't returned to work yet? Hiring is our top priority right now. Well, two things. One, if you notice, we kept you open. We spent billions of dollars to make sure restaurants could stay open. And, uh, and uh, a lot of people who now, who worked as waiters and waitresses, uh, decided that they don't want to do that anymore because there's other opportunities at higher wages because there's a lot of openings now in jobs. And people are beginning to move, beginning to move. There's some evidence that maintaining the ability to continue not to not have your have to pay your rent so you don't get thrown out and being able to provide for unemployment insurance has kept people from going back to work. There's no not much distinction between not going back to work in a restaurant and not going back to work at a at a factory. Uh, so people are looking to change opportunities, change what they're doing. My uh, my deceased wife's father-in-law was a restaurateur up in uh, up in Syracuse, New York. And uh, by the way, he tried to convince he had a he had a a restaurant that was in a town called Auburn, about 20,000 people, which was sort of flagship 24-hour a, uh, a day restaurant. That, uh, and he offered it to me, which I would have been making five times that I would in law school to try to keep me in Syracuse. But I spent too many times at home, hearing a in his home, hearing a phone call. The cook didn't come in. He's in fight with his wife. What, what's going on? So exactly. I would, I, God love you doing what you do. But all kidding aside, I think it really is a matter of people deciding now that they have opportunities to do other things. Now, I do want to point out before I get crazy here that this guy who asked the question, he's not a small business owner. He actually owns 39 restaurants. That doesn't mean he doesn't have issues, but it means this is not a small business. This is not me owning a rest or Italian restaurant and trying to make ends meet. Now, the first part of this whole thing is an absolute lie. The federal government actually closed businesses during the pandemic. He said, we kept them open. No, you didn't. You didn't keep them open. And anybody who tried to get a loan, a small business that tried to get a loan, had to go through so much red tape that a lot of them couldn't get the loans. So this is just an absolute lie. I can tell you right now, I walk outside of my place right now, I can, show, I can point to about 10 businesses that were closed. 
and they've been closed for over a year. And they finally just said, we're not waking up. A lot of these businesses couldn't get the, couldn't get that help that the government promised. It didn't happen. And that's not all of Joe Biden's fault. That's, uh, that's Trump too. Or it's the bureaucracy's fault. I'm reading a great book right now called Doom, The Politics of Catastrophe, and they talk a lot about this. For example, uh, President Trump called this a black swan event. Here's the reality. This is not a black swan event. Just this, just the 20th century. We had Spanish flu, Russian flu, Hong Kong flu, monkey flu, swine flu, bird flu. We had Ebola, which actually is a killer. And we've had smallpox. We've had pandemics more than we haven't had pandemics and they've all lasted about two years and usually a pandemic gets really bad because of government failure because of failure so i i don't want to hear biden hasn't done trump didn't do a fantastic job but trump also didn't know a tenth of the crap the biden administration knows and biden is doing a crappy job and they did close the gut. They did close businesses. And these businesses won't open up. Look at Los Angeles. Half the businesses are shut. He basically admitted also that he was paying people to stay home. And it's what's causing people not to return. The kicker is that he said later on, well, maybe you need to pay people $15 an hour so that they want to work. He did say that later on in the speech. Yeah, and that's going to cure inflation and rising prices. How? And, of course, Joe Biden went nostalgic. I hate when politicians do this. And this is a political thing. I can't beat you with reason, so I'm going to touch at your heartstrings. I'm going to touch at your emotions with his dad owning a freaking uh, restaurant in Syracuse or wherever it was. It's a cheap play on emotions. It's really a cheap debating point. Democrats do it all the freaking time. A lot of Republicans do it too. It's not just Democrats. So I, I really just don't think, and by the way, the raising of the minimum wage thing, it really freaking kicked me in the nuts. And the reason it did this is because you raise the minimum wage, then he's not going to be able to afford all of the people in the restaurant. He's going to cut people or he's going to raise prices. If he raise, raises prices, what's that called? Inflation. Speaking of inflation, this the subject of inflation did come up. And here, Biden lies and doesn't seem to know the basics of economics. He, he lies about an Obama economist named Larry Summers. And what Larry Summers said about inflation and the inflation problem and how it's temporary is not necessarily bad and it should be expected. Listen to Biden now. Because people are coming back, and guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. It relates to 
what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing. I don't know anybody, including Larry Summers, who's a friend of mine, who's worried about inflation, is suggesting that there's any long-term march here if we do the things we're going to do. Absolute crap. Larry Summers' article that he seems to be pointing out, because this is one of the only ones he wrote, was called Inflation is a Real Risk. That's what it's called. Larry Summers doesn't think inflation is no big deal. He thinks it's dangerous. But Biden continues on. So let's listen. He, he lies. Or he just doesn't know what he's talking about. We don't, we, you can't be sure with Biden, Joe Biden. So listen to this one. I seem pretty confident that, that inflation is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to? No, the, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will in fact reduce inflation, reduce inflation, reduce inflation, because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who in fact are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about, driving down prices, not raising prices. And so it it is, I, 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 I sincerely mean this, prices are up now, and they're up in, for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two by fours and lumber. Well, guess what? People stop working, cutting lumber. They stopped doing it because they, their unemployment was so down. Now, all of a sudden, there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. It relates to what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing. Okay. Moody's is not a nonpartisan organization. Moody's is a left-wing organization. They've always been a left-wing organization. But whether they're a left-wing organization or not, that's not what Moody's said. They said they suspected that inflation was going to go a lot longer than was first projected. And they also expected the United States to drop their triple A credit rating because of the political problems they're having and the amount of spending they're doing and the amount of money creation they're doing. Janet Yellen of the Fed also said she expo- expects inflation to go on a lot longer. They're thinking inflation is going to be 20% by the end of the year now is what they're saying. Old Joe thinks thinking that spending trillions of dollars is going to reduce inflation just shows either three things. How out of touch he is, which could be how naive he is to the economics, which I doubt it, or he's just lying, which I think is probably closest to the truth. And then we get into COVID because, you know, we got it. We always got to talk about COVID, right? So Joe Biden was asked about COVID and masking kids under the age of 12. Let's listen to this one. Yeah, no, no. Children do not need to wear masks and shouldn't wear masks. 
They shouldn't wear masks because the virus doesn't affect them like it affects adults. And they shouldn't wear masks because it is actually physically bad for them. And I, I, I got news for you. This is disinformation. This is disinformation. The WHO, the World Health Organization, in its guidelines, first said, children aged five years and under should not be required to wear masks. This is based on safety, on the safety and overall interest of the child and the capacity to appropriately use a mask with minimal assistance. Here's the thing. Kids are pigs. Those kids, that, that mask is going to be a disaster an hour an hour after they start. And it's not preventing anything. The kid sneezes eight times in the mask. What do you think is going to happen? The kid's going to change the mask? No. It's crap. It doesn't work. And then we always forget the CO2 levels of the child that has to breathe through a mask. You know, here's the thing. We already have one from Sweden and one study from Vietnam that say CO2 levels in children that wear masks is up by like 30%. It's bad for the children. The WHO also says, for children aged 6 to 11, masks are recommended in classrooms only if the school is located in a locality where there is a widespread transmission. In other words, if you're in Wyoming, there's no widespread transmission in Wyoming. You don't need a mask. If in New York, maybe. In Los Angeles, maybe. And only after consulting with parents and weighing the impacts of learning and psychosocial development. So in other words, the WHO is saying this isn't a government mandate. You shouldn't mandate this. This should be something that should be discussed within the community, not within the federal government. But Biden keeps going on with the misinformation with COVID. And I, I don't understand how anyone trusts this guy anymore. Listen to this. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Anyone wonder why no one trusts the media? Why wasn't there any kickback? They just had a bunch of Democrats who were protesting the um, voting laws in Texas. Seven of them got COVID. They were all immunized. It, it, it's not 100%. It's a lie. And you know something? I'm not going to give him credit for this. This is just a flat-out lie. And he knows it. And we know it. And Don Lemon knows it. And Don Lemon doesn't say, well, wait a minute, uh, President by way of, whoa, 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 back up. Uh, I think we've got evidence that, yes, you can get it. You won't die which is good, but yeah, just a lie. Biden doesn't know anything about COVID or Biden is lying about COVID. Biden's trying to make goals. Biden is trying to make history for himself. That's what he's doing with COVID. But then old age took over. We can't forget this. I mean, he is just, he just sounds absolutely terrible. And this is probably why the media didn't even bother putting this, or CNN didn't even bother putting this on their YouTube channel. Here's the first one. You you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are you, are you okay? I mean, you seem, no, it works. Or, you you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you 
go to church or when you're... No, no I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were... There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? The hell is he talking about? The hell is he saying? Man on the moon? Aliens? That is a great analogy for vaccine efficacy? What is his point here? I know what he's trying to say because I know what the question is. The question was, why should people get vaccines? And I know I can translate Biden talk a little bit, but what? Oh, here's another one because he had a bunch of them. I and I can only I'm only grabbed two or two or three of them. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where. You uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. Okay, so he confused whether the, the vaccine was temporarily or permanently approved. He says it's permanently approved, but he wants to convert it to temporarily approved. And, and then uh, 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 he switches direction in his statements almost constantly now. And then you got Don Lemon. Uh, what the hell were you saying? That would have been the question if I were Don Lemon. What did you just say? I'm sorry. What do you mean? And there's no pushback. Don Lemon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? He jacked that whole thing up. And you thought it was just okay. The media must think we're absolutely stupid. That's pretty much what I'm thinking they're thinking. Because they sit back and they just kind of ignore everything and just go on, no pushback from any, no pushback questions, nothing. And no wonder no one's watching this because they already know it's a show. They already know they're going to be jerking off Joe Biden the entire time, making him look as good as possible. And uh, guess what? It didn't work. It absolutely didn't work. As a matter of fact, he looks really old. And this guy's not getting through 2022. I really don't think this guy is getting through 2022. I think he's pretty much done. Okay, um, I'm going to skip the la- the other two stories because I just don't think I could get to them. There's just not enough time. <coughs> but we do have to do our TikTok video. So I will have a podcast tomorrow. It'll be a shorter podcast with just the stories that I skipped today, and there are two of them. I, I knew I had a ton of time taken up with this uh, town hall because I had so much video. But that's okay. We'll just do it tomorrow. So let's listen to this awesome Tic Tac video. And and let's just see if you can kind of keep up with what this crazy person. I don't know. I think it's a she. I'm going to call her a she. I know that could get me into trouble. 
but I, I, I don't know what it is. So we're just going to sit there. I can't assume, right? And to be honest with you, a lot of the guys talk like girls and a lot of the girls talk like guys. So I'm not really sure what it is, but uh, this is about Cupid sexuals, Cupio sexual. I don't know. Yeah, uh, just listen to it. Have a good time. Let's talk about Cupio sexuals and Cupio romantics. This is one of my most requested micro labels, so I know a bunch of y'all gonna relate. Cupio means to desire or long for. Cupio sexuals are people who experience little to no sexual attraction, but still have a desire for a sexual relationship. They are usually sex favorable, but not always. Sometimes they simply fancy the idea of a sexual relationship, but don't have the intention of actually pursuing one. The aromantic counterpart is a cupio romantic who experiences little to no romantic attraction but still has a desire for a romantic relationship or an appreciation for romance. Perhaps they enjoy cuddles and long walks on the beach but have no idea who the heck they'd like to do that with. I'm sure these identities can be a little confusing and isolating at times, but I know there's more than one of you out there. Leave a comment and make some QPO friends, or maybe even a queer platonic partner. I'm now endorsing TikTok QPRs. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I was confused whether to call this gal a he or a she or an it or a they or a them. And I, I just kind of, it took me a long time to actually deal with this because I don't want to get, like, I don't want to piss people off. And then I, I thought for a second, I, I don't care. I really don't care. I, so it's a she. I'm pretty sure it's a she. She looks like a she that wants to be a he. I, I don't know what any of her pronouns are, but they're the pronouns I'm going to use because she looks like a she. So, you know, hey, whatever. So basically, she's defining a sexual orientation that don't want to have sex, but they really like the idea of having sex. So they have sex. Do you know what I say to you? Don't have sex. Just please, if there's any chance you could breed whatsoever, don't do it. You know what shocks me? If this generation, and I think this is the Gen Z generation or the internet generation, whatever they happen to call it, if these guys actually spent so much time thinking about physics or science, Instead of making up crap about gender, and there are only two genders, let's call it what it is. There's men and women, period. Okay? If they spent as much time thinking about physics and science, we would have landed a man on Pluto by now. We would have figured out how to land on the sun. We would be figured out how much energy is needed to take a 500-pound spacecraft the speed of light. We would have figured all this crap out. Instead, we got to worry about cupiosexual and what the definition is. And by the way, it's all it's all fluid, so it could change tomorrow. I'm sitting hack. I've got my remote control. I'm remoteosexual. Now, a remoteosexual likes to stick the remote up their butt, butt for sexual satisfaction. I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm anti-remoteosexual, so I must be remote, like the remote for a TV. So I must be a bigot. 
and that's fine. But um, I could be a remoteosexual that doesn't want to stick up the remote up my butt, but I like the thought that I could stick the remote up my butt because it means that I'm very elastic, I'm very flexible. So maybe I am a remoteosexual. Do you see how stupid this crap is? You can come up with anything. Ugh, it's so stupid. It is so dumb. Okay, you want to know where to download and listen to this podcast? Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, you can uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Take a look at all the links and a ton of video and a ton of audio is there. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will be posting tomorrow because I didn't finish this week. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.